Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. I'm really thankful for this opportunity. It has definitely humbled me. <laughs> and um, and it has really uh, opened my eyes to some things. So our theme on this week is divine, Divinely Blessed Ministers Connecting as One. And I know... Um, not long ago, our bishop, Bishop Barry D. Walker, he came and he proclaimed, he, he asked us to proclaim over our lives that we are divinely blessed. And when we began proclaiming that, one thing that really came to my mind and that I realized is that he was dealing with our mindset. He was dealing with how we think and what we think when we speak. And so in saying that, our mindset is very important, especially with being a minister, with being a servant of God. Our mindset, our mindset is very important because if we don't have the mindset to want to connect or want to, um, you know, connect with those around us, it, it really does hinder us. So our mindset is very, it's a very important thing when it comes to believing what we speak and being receptive to connecting and remaining connected to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So if we want the divine blessings in our personal lives as well as corporately, it is our responsibility to keep, to keep our minds in check and to just really honestly look at how we think about things and make sure that when we speak those things that we have to speak it in faith and we have to speak it with a mindset to know that these things will happen so whatever we think is how we act so in thinking about those things god did he led me to first corinthians 3 5 through 9 um and sorry my subject on tonight is divinely blessed ministers have the right mindset. Divinely blessed ministers have the right mindset. So we'll be looking at First Corinthians chapter three, and we'll be looking at verses three, um, five through eight. Verses five through eight. And if you are there, just let me know that you're there by saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. And it says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So basically what was going on as I was studying um, chapters 1 through um, to where we get now, um, what was going on was that Paul, um, he had gotten informed that the um, – that the people at the church in Corinth, they had become divided. They were fussing and they were fighting about who they wanted to be their religious leaders. 
Um, and um, one thing that really stuck out to me in reading and studying um, those chapters was the mindset of the church, the mindset of the ministers and the example and the role that the ministers played um, during this time, and those ministers being Apollo and Paul. Apollos and Paul, excuse me. And so Paul was urging and pleading that the church at Corinth would remain on one accord and that they would have the same mindset because it had been brought to his attention, like I said, that they weren't doing that. So in the beginning of chapter 3, which is where we are now, Paul, he began to explain to them how they were acting. They were acting like immature Christians. He even said that they were acting as babes, like they did not know the word. And so he was saying that, um, you know, they were fussing and fighting over who they wanted to be um, their religious leader. But Paul questions them in 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. And it says, for you are still carnal. And then he questions, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So he was asking, and he was asking them, well, if, if there's jealousy, if there's envy, if there's disagreements, if there's, dis, if there's um, divisions among you, then are you not acting like the people of the world? So there's, there was no difference between them and and. And their mindset, because their mindset was not on spiritual things. They were um, in that carnal mindset. And so with that being said, they were acting like men of the world or women of the world. They were mentally, physically, and naturally disconnected from God. Um, Well, they were just disconnected um, from each other. They weren't on the same accord. And so spiritually, I believe that there was Uh, some disconnect that was going on spiritually because they were, um, like he said, acting as men of the world. So, um, and, and this is sometimes how we can get. Sometimes we, because we are human, we do make mistakes. We allow jealousy, we allow envy, we allow um, divisions to come between us. And, you know, that's why it is important that we look at their mindset as a church and see that we have to constantly keep a check on our mindset. We have to constantly make sure that if we see any parts of jealousy or envy, if we see any parts of disagreement or a division coming up, we must... It's our responsibility to make sure that we um, get those things in check, make sure that we look at the word and make sure um, that we are doing what God is telling us um, as it pertains to his word. So, um, and sometimes we can become weak and we can become disconnected from our brothers and our sisters, but we have to right now make that responsible mind check to remain connected no matter what no matter what may be coming um, up against us no matter what we may think is um, in the way we have to make that mind that um, constant effort to continue to stay connected so um, going back to my main scriptures, um, like I said, Paul was writing a letter. He was writing a letter to the church at Corinth, and he had helped to start the church at, um, 
um, at the at Corinth, and he also loved those people. So he wanted to make sure that they were doing what um, they needed to do for God. He wanted to make sure that they were living their lives in a way that was pleasing to God, in a way that would cause growth in their lives as well. And so, um, but at the time, Apollos, so Apollos, he was a very important leader um, in the early Christian church. And he also was a very gifted speaker, um, public speaker, unlike Paul. But if we look back at um, our main scripture, we'll look at 1 Corinthians 3. Um, and five, and he says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. So he was pointing out that they were just vessels. They were the servants that, um, of God that were used to just bring them into the likeness of God. So in, instead of, cause like I said, the people, they were fussing and fighting over Paul and Apollos, and Paul was trying to point out to them that they don't need to look at Paul or Apollos, they need to look to God. So he was trying to point out to them that they were just the the servants that were being used, they were the ministers that were being used, because God gave them um, different gifts. Um, Paul, um, he, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he was pointing out to the people that they need to look to God and not to look to him or Apollos. So in this, in this scripture, I really see that Paul had that humble mindset. And so as ministers, we have to remain humble. It's easy to allow people to get us, um, you know, out of whack sometimes. When we hear the cheers of people, when we hear the compliments and stuff, that those are good, but we have to put those in the right place. We have to make sure that we don't allow our heads to get too big because I, even with me, that, that has, that was something that I had to deal with. And, um, even with, um, you know, singing, cause I've been singing since I was little and I knew that I could sing since I was young. But one thing about it was, um, you know, when you hear those cheers and when you hear those compliments, sometimes it, it really does. We're human. It gets to us and it allows us to think more of ourselves than we should. But one day, you know, um, I, I had gotten corrected about some things that I needed to do to help me be a better singer. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I ain't never heard nothing. Nobody ever told me I was, um, you know, I needed to fix anything. But this person that I do trust and another person that I trust as well told me, they both told me the same thing. And so it was a confirmation, but it also humbled me. It helped me to see that there's always areas for us to grow. And so as ministers, like I said, Paul, he remained humble. And he was showing them, look, don't look to us. Look at God. We're, we were just the vessels that were used. We were the servants that were used to to um, bring you to God. And so um, instead, so we're, let's go to Romans 12 and 3. Romans 12 and 3. And it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So, 
in saying that, like I said, he remained humble. And it's important for us as ministers, as servants, as leaders to remain humble. Instead of taking all the credit or even discrediting, um, instead of Paul taking all the credit or even discrediting Apollos, he pointed the people to the true source, which is our Lord and Savior. So as ministers leaders and servants of Christ, we have the responsibility to point people back to Christ. Like I said, it's easy to allow the praise of others to to boost our egos and to boost our heads, but we've got to put that in the right place. And so um, we're, so we'll move on to verse 6. So 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6, and it says, It says, I planted, and this is Paul talking, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So once again, he's still turning their focus back to God. And he, but he was telling them, you know, what he did. He said, I planted, and Apollos watered. So he was giving credit where credit was due. He was telling them, yes, I, I planted, and Apollos did do his work. We both did our work. And as I was looking up what planted means, it said to set out in the earth to instill doctrine. So when he was saying that I planted, he was instilling that doctrine. And so when he said Apollos watered, it says to give drink or to feed. So Apollos was continuing to feed them with that word, right? Because at the time, Paul, he started the church, but he didn't stay with the church. He, he began to move um, other places. So Apollos was there, and he was continuing to feed them the word. And so we have to have um, a mindset to work. And the reason I say that is because when he said that I planted, if anybody and if anybody has ever had a garden, then you know that that is some hard work. I, for some reason, decided that I wanted to have a garden last year. So I, I had to prepare my mind, though, to be ready to put in the work that it took to have that garden, to maintain that garden. So, little, well, I don't have the garden anymore, but... During that time, I had to prepare myself. I had to prepare my mind. And it was a different process. You know, it was cute at first when I was like, yes, I'm going to have my fresh tomatoes and my good um, bell peppers. But, you know, it was work. Because one thing that the main thing was preparing myself for the work that really had to go into it before I even planted any of the um, plants. You had to clear the land off, and the, the land that I was using was an area that my dad had had once planted some um, some vegetables and everything. But you know, so I thought it was going to be easy. Well, I was wrong because I had to go over there. The ground was tough. The ground was hard, so I had to get in there and and get that ground, you know, um, loose. I had to loosen up that ground, loosen up that soil, and then I had to check to see if the soil was good. So the process in planting is a lot that goes into that process. You have to check everything. So before I even could decide to dig a hole, I had to check everything. I had to check the soil. So then I got the soil right. I had to add some soil to it, had to get some different things to add to that soil to make sure that it was going to be conducive to growth, you know, to grow the things that I had. And so... You know, um, 
like I said, there's a process in planting. So I finally got all that done. I got the holes dug, and then I put the plant in there. And it wasn't over, though. I still had to go back each and every day or week or whatever and, and make sure I watered those plants. I had to make sure that they were still nourished, even though, yes, the work, the hard work, it seemed, was the planting. But even watering was a challenge because when the plants grow up, you have to get the water to the root, not on the leaves, not on the stuff that you see. You have to get it to the root. And so... What Paul, I feel, and what I see um, he was pointing out was showing that, yes, we both had our places. I planted and Apollos watered, but they had to work together. So we have to have a mindset as ministers to work. You know, they did their part, and they were connected because they had to be. If they wanted to see the increase that God gave, they had to work together in, in order for that to happen. And so... Um, you have, and also you have to know who you are and you have to know who God created you to be. Because what, um, I see Paul pointing out was his place. He knew his part that he was supposed to play. And Apollos knew his part that he was supposed to play. And they weren't intimidated by each other. They weren't, they, they continued to work together because they knew that the end result was that God was going to give the increase. And so as we think about that, we have to keep that in our minds to know that regardless of what you may do or your gifting or your calling, we still got to work together. We got to figure out how to make this work because all in all, we want God to get the increase. We want people to be coming and hearing God's word. We want for people to know who you are, God. So let me work with my brother. Let me work with my sister. Let me let me put my pride aside and make sure that I'm I'm doing the things that I need to do in order to see your people grow. Because you've given me this gift. As he said, God gave us the gifts, but we were just the servants that are, are um, that brought you to God. And so... Also, um, like I said, we don't, we don't need to be intimidated. If you go to 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, um, Paul began to explain that. Because like I said before, Apollos, he was a very gifted um, public speaker. He was gifted in public speaking. And, um, and it clearly said, unlike Paul. But if you look at Second Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, one through five, it says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellent excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching um, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So he clearly explains, yeah, I, I wasn't taught, I wasn't coming to you with persuasive words. I knew my place. I knew what I had came to do, which was to preach the word and to instill that doctrine into you. So we have to know the gift that God has placed on the inside of us as well. And so if we look at 1 Corinthians, we're going to go back to the main scripture, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 7. And it says, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Once again, he was pointing them back to God. 
But then he was also showing us that by themselves, Paul by himself and Apollos by himself, it's, it's nothing. Because that's like having a plant and that's it, but you never water it. It's, it, the plant is going to eventually die. It's, it's nothing without that water or, you know, that sunlight that it needs. And that's just like water. You can water the ground and nothing ever happened because that's just water. But the process that it took for them to be connected, it was a process that got them to, like I said, God getting, giving them, giving the increase. So we have to honestly remember and understand that there's a process to increase. There's a process when we um, when we are um, giving that word, when we're witnessing to others. There's a process. Sometimes we have to go in, and we do. We have to work. We have to break up that ground of that person that we're ministering to or that we're witnessing to. We have to make sure that their soul is ready to receive certain things um, because it it's very important. If we want for people to grow, we have to make sure that we understand that there is a process and that there's work that goes into that. Um, and if we look at verse 8, and it says, Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So he who plants and he who waters are one. That's the same thing. Like I said, we, that those things have to go together. It's a process that has to work together. Just like us as ministers and as leaders, we have to work together in order to see that reward or to receive that reward. And, you know, too, this scripture lets us know not, we don't have to worry about also what what we're doing and and trying to make sure that people see what we do because God sees what we do. God sees the work that we're putting in. God sees that labor that we're putting in. And so we just have to remain humble. We have to keep that humble mindset and we have to remain connected to those around us and just continue to like I said make sure that we keep that humble mindset. We keep that mindset to no matter what, remain connected because it's a process that we're going through. So, and we don't have to worry about um, seeing that reward because God is going to reward us. It says that we will receive or each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And so we have to, like I said, understand that there's a process to us receiving that divine blessing or receiving that um, increase from God. It's a process to it. And we have to have that mindset to go through the process. We have to have that mindset to continue to do what is pleasing to God and to continue to, because Paul was addressing the people at Corinth by showing them the example that he had um, as, as a minister and as Paul had. He was showing them that they were connected. And so he was the first partaker. They were the first partaker of what they were uh, ministering to them. And so we have to be that as well. And so um, we're going to go to Galatians 6 and 7. And it says, do not be deceived. 
God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So we know that whatever we sow, however we sow, that um, whatever we are doing, whether it's ministering to others, whether it's um, reaching out to others, we will reap our reward. We will receive or will um, receive that reward from God. And that reward um, is that pay for our service. It's, and, and two, we have to understand, like I said, that labor is something that we toil with. It's something that does, it may reduce our strength. It's something that may cause pain. That's what labor is. So there's going to be some things that we have to work hard at. It may be something that we have to work really hard at that we might not have ever had to work that hard <laughs> to, um, to do, but there's a process in it all. So as ministers... Um, servants and leaders of God, we have the responsibility of making sure that our mindsets are right concerning the things of God. We have to have that mindset to connect. We have to have that mindset to remain humble. Also have that mindset to to um, give honor where honor is due. And we also have to have the mind to be that example to those around us as ministers. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.